What's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Town Podcast for Friday, January 6th, 2022. What is going on? How are you? What's happening? Happy Gen... Oh, I botched it. Gen Shaw Sentencing Day. To all who celebrate, I tweeted that this morning and got like three likes instantly and nothing since. But, you know, it's I'm really going for that shock value splash impact with my tweets lately uh we'll get into jen sean a little bit here there's so many directions we could take this foremost is going to be our year five recap five dollar foot long we'll we'll check in on on anyone else who's in prison a-m-p-r-i-s-o-n-a-t tricky word kind of like wordle today very very tricky one of those words where it's like hey if you are if you're in the old testament all the time then you probably see it once every paragraph but otherwise i don't even know how i would use it in uh daily life if you haven't played your wordle yet today and it's uh we're here on friday january 6 2022 at about 4 40 in the afternoon uh then spoilers coming up right now. The word today was belie, B-E-L-I-E. One of those one of those words for a lot of us, I think, where it's like, yeah, I've heard it, I know it's a word, but I couldn't really like give you a clear, concise definition. Uh, I looked it up and I already forgot it. So that was today's wordle word. But yeah, we're gonna be jumping into Jen Shaw for just a just a hot second. This isn't isn't gonna be like a Jen Shaw episode. Um, although it could be the reason we're not going to do, you know, dwell too much, excuse me, dwell would be a good word or word. You'll figure out the E and the L, but can you figure out the double L, the W doesn't always come into play. This is our year five recap. So I want to, you know, this isn't going to be like, and then this week we talked about this and this week we talked about that. Although based off of my lack of preparation for today's show, all I pull, all I have pulled up going in today is the, uh, I want to read the transcript of what Jen Shaw said at her prison sentence today, uh, sentencing today, and then I did literally pull up the list of all 52 episodes we did this past year, um, and we'll we'll talk about some notable things, uh, like our U.S. state's power rankings. I think we're all going to be uh, excited to maybe revisit that, our, you know, our Beijing Olympics uh, breakdown, our telethon fundraiser, which reminds me, man, we got... We got year six pledge drive fundraiser coming up soon here. Looking for looking for ideas for fun trinkets to throw into our thank you envelopes this year. We usually do a signed autographed picture for our Topaz Elite members, which I think we'll be bringing back that uh, that that's sort of donor status this time around because it's very popular and we got some negative feedback. Uh, last time when we took it away, but I'm thinking, I think like stickers could be fun. I was talking to my cousin, uh, cousin of the podcast, Sawyer Dennison at, uh, brother of the podcast, Jack's wedding, uh, one week, one week ago. Um, yeah, man, crazy that that was, is that right? It was one week ago. It was Friday night. Yeah. Friday. Uh, man, it feels, it's one of those things where it just feels like in an eternity ago, um, for no good or bad reason, but it just was, uh, there's you know new year's eve happened and then i had a crazy hangover apologies for last week's episode it was just the weirdest day i woke up felt perfectly fine went and got our bagels and then at like 1 in the afternoon hours after we'd eaten i was just like this is just getting worse and worse the next thing you know i'm just like 
struggling to get down the Chipotle at night. But I did notice when I logged into SoundCloud 10 minutes ago that our track last week still at 88 plays, which makes me think of Back to the Future, which I've never seen Back to the Future 2 or 3, but I've heard that uh, I've heard more things about 2 than about 3. I don't really hear things about 3, but I've heard Back to the Future 2 is fantastic still. Uh, never seen it. I don't get around to that many movies these days, but... You know, I suppose one of these days when I have kids, like, it's something you'll show them. Although Back to the Future definitely wasn't a huge part of my childhood the way it was, I think, for a lot of other kids. So, I don't know what to make of it. But let's let's get going here. Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. And if you have ideas to... to Revisit and finish our thought regarding the Pledge Drive Telephone Fundraiser. If you have ideas for little things we could do for our thank you uh, cards, if you will, then email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. You can tweet at us at beantowncast. I am personally at white buns with a Z, and we would love to hear from you. It's dry January for anyone who knows from last week's episode, which means I am working my way through a Big Gulp Diet Coke which is very refreshing. The hardest part about that in winter is your hands are freezing, especially when you're double fisting. I got one for me, one for Rachel, so you're bringing the Diet Cokes back. And we're fortunate enough to live a four- to five-minute walk from the uh, the 7-Eleven there. But the worst part is there's two 7-Elevens on the same, in the same building, more or less, the southeast corner of Clark and Addison. And the one on Clark is open less frequently than the one on Addison, but I always check the one on Clark first when I'm coming from home because it's just a straight shot down our street, and it wasn't open, so I had to take the long way like a dummy. But got the Diet Cokes. It's uh, our sixth day without drinking here, dry January, and this is our first dry weekend, so this is where we're really going to actually kind of have to face some demons, if you will. But I'm not too worried. I've got my, my soda stream is is in action, made some some lemon, some carbonated lemon water, which actually tastes a lot better than it sounds. And uh, made some on Wednesday, and I'll probably make some uh, again tonight. But, you know, you just got to, it's the same, you know, whether you're like drinking a lot or not drinking at all or somewhere in between, for me, it's just kind of like a mindset, like a, a switch to be flipped where if I just tell myself, which I am because it's dry January, if I'm just like, hey, we're not drinking, then it's not even like, oh, I'm staring at the bottle like, man, I got to bolt myself down in my chair. I really want the drink. It's just like, no, we're not going to do it. So it doesn't mean you don't you know, think about it occasionally. I was literally on, on the walk back with my Diet Coke thinking like, man, it's a Friday. Work's winding down. I wish I was at like Burning Bush right now, which has become one of my new favorite breweries here in Chicago, uh, you know, just to, you know, end celebrate the end of the work week. It was my first week of, you know, working in like three weeks and, you know, it'd just be nice to, to relax and unwind, but here's what we're going to do instead. We're going to, we're going to get slimmer, leaner, meaner. Uh, we are going to save money. That's a, that's another thing too. Like we were talking about this a little bit, my brothers and I, a couple of days ago, um, just, how much we spend on alcohol relative to how much our parents spent on alcohol when they were raising us. Maybe, maybe not when they were our ages. I don't really know, but when they were raising us, there's almost never any alcohol in the house unless mom and dad who might be listening had a secret gin stash somewhere. I don't know, but 
you know, it's just crazy the difference. And I guess it makes sense because, you know, we're in our late twenties, early thirties and don't have kids. And when my parents were in their late twenties, early thirties, they had pretty much three going on four kids by then. So there's a big difference. Um, and not to mention that all, uh, all my, my, my two brothers and I, and, uh, my, well, yeah, my two brothers and our partners slash spouses were all on a two-income household right now, and that was not the case growing up. So a lot of differences, but to to cap the thought before we jump into our Jen Shaw stuff here, just, you know, it's 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 tough in January because you got, well, it's this one's not so bad. I was going to say you got five weekends. I think January of 2022, there were five full weekends, and that was difficult because... Yeah, it was. It was five. All right, garage band crapping out. But to cap off the thought, apologies for that. Just completely gave up. Uh, I said I usually don't drink on Sundays anyway, so we we really just got four weekends to deal with here. It's not so bad. This one's not going to be bad. We don't have any plans for tomorrow, but whatever. We'll figure something out. Uh, we'll dinner with with some family, and you know. I'm not this Vikings Bears game Sunday at noon. It's just a, a crap fest. I'm tempted, and I was looking at tickets today. I was tempted to go to the game because you can go for like 25, 30 bucks a ticket. But man, it's going to be such low quality football. The Vikings are going to bring their backups in at some point. Bears are legitimately as close as you can without physically saying it for being, you know, like sued by the competition committee. They are close to trying to lose because they can actually get the number one pick if they lose and the Texans win, which they're playing the Colts, which uh, is like dead even. But we, you don't want to hear me go through a whole prediction of how hard each weekend is going to be in January. We'll make it work. Um, drink a lot of carbonated water, drink some extra coffee, and I think we'll be happy with the results. So, Yeah. That's uh, that's dry January. We introduced it last week. Still going well. It's only been five days since our last show, but but going well, you know. Uh, so for those of you who aren't Real Housewives fans or aren't plugged into Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, to just clue you in on where the the franchise is at the moment, uh, they only have one more episode left of this season, and I gotta say, it really feel like it just kind of flew by without anything very interesting happening and i don't think that's a controversial or hot take i don't even know how many episodes there have been but it really doesn't feel like a full season and you know there's a pretty simple explanation for that basically they started season three with jenny Wynn, who was introduced in season two who everyone kind of was like yeah let's give her a chance but we don't really like she just didn't fit in at all and she just wasn't likable um because she wasn't like friends with anyone really, except for maybe Lisa, I can't remember, but just a really irritating voice and presence. So she got cut like in the middle of filming season three. And so that surely made it very challenging to like come out, you know, they had to pivot and stuff. But even, you know, you look at just the storylines that they crafted for the different, um, for the different housewives and sort of what they had going on, it was just really not good. Um, not to give you a full rundown of every single thing here, but it was just like Heather's thing was that she was starting a choir and opening a new beauty lab. Um, and that's just wasn't, 
that interesting. And Whitney's whole thing was like her abuse thing, which was just like, okay, like that's an important personal thing. We're glad that you're like getting help with this stuff, but really not that interesting. And to, to, you know, the queen of all of this was Meredith, like who people generally tend to really like zero storylines. Her only storyline was reacting to the, uh, the behind closed doors, hot mic rant moment that Lisa Barlow had in uh, season two. And it, so it was just like, absolutely. Uh, you know, you look back at the end of the season and you're just like, I don't have any idea what happened on this show at all. Um, it, you know, not to be like, Oh yeah, the show sucks now, but it, it was just weird. I don't know. I thought that they could have come up with something more interesting. And I got to say, I have been uh, firmly converted or, or changed, if you will, my sort of housewife power rankings. I am very much all in on Potomac being my, my favorite right now. And I don't th- I think most people like Potomac a lot. So I don't think that's like a hot take or anything, but it is just leaps and bounds, more entertaining. Um, you know, editing's better, like all that stuff. Um, I don't know. It's just Salt Lake City, I think, really dropped the ball this season. And the the big question now is you're about to take, so to get to the actual point here, you're about to take Jen Shaw out of the picture. And it's just, I have, I'm legitimately concerned for the future of the franchise right now. They They shoehorned in a couple of friends of like right in the middle of the season there's angie k angie h and dana two of them went on kind of their last big trip they did um one of the angies and then dana whoever that is but they weren't really they know each other like everyone knows each other but there's not that much chemistry so it's just kind of a little bit painful so we'll see how it goes. Anyways, today was finally the day. Jen Shaw was arrested all the way back in 21, I think, like middle, like maybe fall of 2021. And for the longest time, was adamant that she's going to take this stuff to trial. If you're not in the loop, essentially, she, no one fully, like a lot of housewives, no one fully understood her business, but telemarketing is a very simplified way of putting it. Anyway, she got busted for conspiracy to commit wire fraud, defrauding elderly people primarily out of tens of millions of dollars. And it was her and Stu Chains, Stuart uh, Smith, I think his name was, or Stuart something, um, who were like creepy best friends on the show. It was really strange. And so one by one, everyone who was part of this ring was changing from or, or was pleading guilty, if you will. And finally, on the very last day when it was possible to plead guilty and avoid trial, Jen Shaw uh, changed her plea from not guilty to guilty. So the sentencing was supposed to be in December or October 1st, I think, and then December, and then it finally happened today, January 6th, Insurrection Day. How fitting. And uh, we were, we were you know, on the Twitter feed, refreshing NBC News, all that stuff all morning. It started at uh, 9 a.m. Central, and it took a little bit longer than we thought it was going to take. 
but I just want to read. So if you've never been to a sentencing before, uh, well, I haven't either, but if you're not familiar with it, which I wasn't really either this morning, uh, I had to follow all this stuff through like Twitter because there, it's a federal court, which I think means no cameras or anything like that. Um, so basically, first up is Jen Shaw's attorney, you know, she, she kind of goes through a conversation with the judge and then the, uh, you know, state's attorney or whatever it is goes through their thing. And then Jen Shai gets a chance to speak uh, to the judge. So here, be- right before the judge announces the sentencing uh, or the, the length of the, the prison sentence, if you will. So here is, um, oh, we just got a, a, hot, a fantasy hot take from the commissioner in favor of having a single champ. Uh, rather than co-champs, we, I mean, we could get into the whole Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals thing, uh, on, on Monday night, just horrific. What happened to that player, cardiac arrest on the field, all that stuff. Essentially today they declared the game a, or last night they declared it the game a no contest. And, uh, that obviously impacted like almost every fantasy football championship out there. Cause those two teams have a ton of fantasy players on them. Um, and so now we're deciding, in our leagues, what to do in my school league, we've decided to uh, do co-champs and split the pot in the furnace family league in the great white North furnace Denison league. The consensus was building towards co-champs. There is no pot to split, uh, but the commish a uh, friend of the podcast, Andrew Denison just came out and said he votes for single champs. So we've got a, we've got a healthy dialogue going here. Um, we just, uh, We've heard from a couple right now. We're right now. It's uh, three in favor, one against. But we haven't heard from Walt yet. Who, if he's against, then he would lose. So I have a hard time believing that's going to be a vote against. This is basically like our own little version of the Speaker of the House elections. I tell you what, it looks looks like. Kevin McCarthy, the House adjourning will allow two McCarthy supporters to return to D.C. as talks continue with holdouts. McCarthy says he'll be elected tonight. Well, he probably said that the last two nights stuff, two nights too. So who knows? But they're on their, what, 12th, 13th round, something like that. Absolutely bizarre. Okay, so here is what, uh, here is what Jen Shah actually said before receiving her prison sentence. So um, let's see. Okay. We got to find it here. I'm on a Twitter thread. I thought I had it. Okay. Jen Shaw. You and the world know me as Jen Shaw, but reality TV has nothing to do with reality. Even my tagline, Shaw Amazing, they wrote it. I want to speak about who I am, sobbing. I stand before you as an immigrant from Tonga in Hawaii. The elderly command the most respect. I am the family matriarch. The principles are humility. And loyalty and respect, I've come to terms. I've gone against these. I'm sorry my actions have hurt innocent people. I want to apologize by saying I'm doing all I can to earn the funds to pay restitution. I would say each victim's name if I could, but federal privacy laws prevent it. Uh, the judge says, how will you raise the $6 million restitution? Jen says, my manager is here. We're working on things. Judge says, well, in prison. Jen Shaw says, yes. Judge says, you're still in the cast. Jen Shaw says, yes, <clears throat> although not for long. Jen Shaw says, I sold merchandise. About this case, through a third-party vendor, I will devote it to the victims. Thank you for reviewing my sensitive information. Long-standing untreated mental issues caused me to create my own fractured reality. This is a crucible moment for me. 
With the proper medication, I can now see what happened. I wish I could have stood outside myself. I'm sorry. I found solace in my volunteer work with anti-racism organizations in the LGBT community. To my baby Omar, mommy is so sorry you were woken up at gunpoint. My late father, I want to tell him I'm sorry. I'm humbled by your love for me. Thank you, Judge Stein. Judge says, thank you. Anything else? And then that's it. So she didn't say anything about her to her, to her other son or to her husband. So just Omar. Um, so... Judge says, my intention is to impose a sentence of 78 months of incarceration and other conditions, any formal objection to the procedure, and no. So, 78 months. The guideline was 135 to 168 months. She only got 78 months and then five years of supervised release. So, she got off mega easy. Um, I did the math, and if you do 85% of the full term, which is typical for like federal good behavior, as far as I understand, then that's five and a half years. So that's what Jen Shah is looking at. Uh, a wild day. We've been waiting for it for the longest time. I still remember, I think this must have been March of 2022, when uh, Rachel and I were at her parents' house listening, calling in on Zoom to the uh, Jen Shah hearing, I guess it was. And uh, we've come so far. It feels longer than 10 months ago, but... Man, what a wild ride. So Jen Shah is not going to be part of uh, the Housewives franchise for at minimum five to five and a half years. She's going to prison in Texas on February 26th, I think, 27th, something like that. And uh, she'll be there, even with good behavior, minimum of like five to five and a half years projected. So that's Jen Shah for you. Rip. She'll be like 55 when she gets out, 56, something like that. And you know she'll get right back on her uh, on her bullshit. So that's coming up. Uh, I think I'm going to take a quick pause. I'm going to grab, uh, grab something, and uh, we'll hear from our ads, and we'll do a little uh, – got to respond to a work email is really what it is. And then we'll do a uh, our year five recap, kind of blow through it. So that's coming up on uh, part two of the Beantown Podcast. Uh, hang on. I'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you for your patience. All right, let's hear from our sponsors here, unofficial sponsors. If anything, I'm practically paying them to let me advertise for them. All right, Home Pride Oregon, are you tired tired, of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, i got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's <laughs> this new Home inspection provider with inspection services, including things like heating and cooling. And let me tell you, let me let me take a quick sidebar to tell you, this time of year, you do not want to mess around with the good old HVAC. If you got an unreliable furnace at home, you're going to want to call a, a pretty reliable furnace on the road. His name is Steve. Uh, getting back into our ad read here, not only heating and cooling, but roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's angle hold, and I certainly am, on the home inspection market, and you want a safe certified home inspector you can trust Get get your sticky note. Write this down. Call Steve at 541-410-0316 or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Again, 541-410-0316 or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. I also want to give a shout-out to our long, long friends. Well, just long friends, long-time friends, I guess makes more sense. The Samson Q2U series 
as we gear up for year six of the Beantown podcast, it, we, we never would have made it this far without Samson. And frankly, Samson probably never would have made it this far without us. So from Genesis to Exodus, including those epistles, E-P-I-S-T-L-E-S, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. i got to be careful with my podcasting chair here. It's in the corner of our bedroom. And if I am not careful, it kind of scrapes the, the, the finish, the paint of the wall. Boy, we got some we got some marks over here. Good thing they repaint after we move out. Mercy. All right. Uh, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. Probably already said that. Uh, but, oh, finally, our good friends Cuts by Q. I just did a nice little Cuts by Q about two hours ago. It was after our workout. Took my razor into the shower, excuse me, did a little uh, neck beard trim, did a little, uh, you know, sometimes your your chest and your belly just get overgrown like the Amazon rainforest, and you say, okay, you know, we're not doing a full uh, Swedish shave or anything, but let's just clean it up a little bit. Let me take care of that. I did a little bit off the sides of my uh, hair. I'm, I'm gearing up for a bigger Cuts by Q in probably the next couple weeks here a january hobby an activity to do if i'm not drinking but uh yeah i mean i look great i feel great probably lost five pounds of hair so bob and weave we all know the hairstyle we all love it but how many chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve enter cuts by q it's a little like enter sandman just different cuts by q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving chicago Cook County and the greater Chicagoland area, as well as Northwest Indiana. Don't forget, that's where Papa's is located. I'm thinking, you know, my uh, brother of the podcast, Walt Furness, moved to uh, Ohio yesterday. And next time I take a road trip out there from Chicago to Ohio, it might be a good idea to stop at Papa's along the way. Maybe bring it uh, as kind of my housewarming gift. You could do a bucket of donuts, a bucket of cheese curds. You could buy a 20-ounce Diet Coke. Like, if I moved to a new place and someone brought me that as a housewarming gift, I wouldn't care if it was cold, could it be in, sitting in the car for four hours. I'd just be like, no, let's pop these babies in the oven. Ten minutes later, we're feasting. Well, not the Diet Coke. You stick that in the freezer for five minutes. Maybe add some rum, because I'm not visiting in January, not with these icy conditions on the road. But Papa's the perfect gift. But to finish up here, from beehives to bangs, fallhawks to flat tops, and everything in between, you got to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cuts, Q-U-T-Z, by Q at yahoo.com. All right, to celebrate year five, sing it with us loud and clear. Mm, oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. All right, thank you to our valuable longtime supporters of this show. Quinn David Furnace presents the Beantown Podcast, and welcome to uh, the second half of our year five recap. We haven't even really recapped anything yet except for Jen Sean. We're already 28 minutes in. So let's dig in a little bit here as I get a little bit more in my Diet Coke. Still crisp, still refreshing. I wasn't sure how much I was going to enjoy it based off of how red and numb my fingers were right when I walked in the door with those two Diet Cokes in hand. But I got to say, an hour later, I feel great. I'm energized, refreshed, excited, lean, mean, powerful, 
enigmatic, laconic, draconian. I got to mention this just because the words, the word lovers out there will love it. There was a clue on Jeopardy the other day, and the answer was laconic. And it reminded me, because I said the wrong word, I said draconic, that uh, I always get those two mixed up. And I know, so laconic means using very few words, and draconic is like severe, harsh, unnecessarily, I think. Let's see. Yeah, very harsh and severe. Or rem- resembling a dragon, uh, like Smaug. S-M-A-U-G, Smaug. But it's one of those things where I always get those two words mixed up. And another thing where... Uh, we were watching Jeopardy last night, and one of the answers was Huey Long. I was like, that's another name. I just always, I can always tell from the context clues who they're referencing, big Louisiana guy. The Kingfish, according to Wikipedia, 40th governor of Louisiana from 1928 to 1932, and a senator from 32 until his assassination in 35. It's one of those things where it's like a vocal criticism of the criticizer, critique of the New Deal. Um, one of those things or people or places in history where it's just like, I know what this is. I just can't put out a physically produce the word to represent the idea in my head. Um, so anyways, oh, last thing before we jump into a recap here, a, a weird, uh, I guess not weird, not the right word, but just a Jeopardy thing. Um, mega champ, 13 day champ, Ray Lalonde lost on, uh, Tuesday, I guess. Wednesday? I can't remember. I think it was Wednesday. No, he would have lost Tuesday. To uh, Of all people, uh, I went to the Illinois State Geography Bee twice, uh, once in seventh grade, once in eighth grade, top 50 kids in the state get to go. And my seventh grade year, the Rockford Register Star did a news article about me. And they came to our our home and they took pictures and everything. And I, I shared the article with people this week after we watched who we saw in Jeopardy. But uh, it was it, there were two people from the Rockford area who went. It was myself and this other kid, Lloyd C., who went to West Middle School and ended up going to Auburn and then uh, Brown for undergrad. I think he's at UVA right now getting a, a Ph.D. in, in uh, literature, although his undergrad degree is computer science, which is wild. What a ship. Anyways, this article was supposed to be about me and Lloyd, not that we knew each other or were like good friends or anything, but just, you know, the two of us. But uh, in the article, it says the article is just about me because the article, you know, at the end is like we reached out to Lloyd C., you know, to be part of this article and he didn't respond. So look who shows up on Jeopardy. I guess what seventh grade I would have been. That was like 2006, 2007, something like that. Um, so 15, 16 years later, look who shows up on Jeopardy. Lloyd C., who is just. I think it probably a nice guy in real life. I don't know if he was really nervous, if he's got some other stuff going on, but just a really bizarre Jeopardy contestant. And wouldn't you know, he, he, he beats Ray Lalonde on Tuesday, wins a second game on Wednesday, and then eventually yesterday, we haven't watched today's episode yet, uh, but yesterday, Thursday, he gets absolutely stomped on by uh, this, this middle guy who was really good. So, um, but two days, and he made like 40 grand or something like that. So um, good, good, for, good for you, Lloyd which is a, <laughs> a quote from Estelle Harris and Seinfeld. Good for you, Lloyd, when they're selling the uh, computers out of uh, Frank's garage. First prize gets a water pick. Second prize gets a pair of steak knives. Third prize is you fired. That's a little Seinfeld. Lloyd C. and Glengarry Glen Ross. Triple threat crossover that you didn't think you were going to get. 
on the Year 5 Recap. Speaking of Year 5 Recaps, we started off last year by doing an NFL Playoff City Power Rankings, and we're probably not going to do another edition of that this year, although we could next week, because I think the teams are so similar. Considering the Beantown Podcast has been around for five years now and will probably be around for another 100 years, I figure if we space those episodes out you know, every two or three years, it might be more interesting than just doing it every year because I don't... I. I'd have to go back and look, not that I care that much, but I'm, so there's 14 playoff teams every year now, and I think probably like, well, we could just run down this real quick. The Eagles were in last year. The Cowboys were in last year. Vikings were not, so that's one difference. The Niners were, um, the Bucks were. So really there's maybe, I think Vikings instead of Rams was basically the only change, assuming the Packers make it tomorrow. So only one in the NFC and then the AFC, I'm not, it's a little bit more muddled just in my mind. I know there's some wild cards, but like the Bengals and Ravens will obviously be back in and uh, the Chiefs, of course, and um, could be the Titans. The Bills are going to win again. So I think that there's really only like, I think there's legitimately like maybe two or three, maybe four at most, depending on how things shake out on Sunday in the NFL differences in terms of cities. So to do a power rankings again, would just be like, oh, has Quinn felt any different? Uh geographically in the last year and the answer would be no uh we did some other uh, shows in january including our alabama special we we had the very first time i went um for work to alabama i did a big tirade a diatribe if you will d-i-a-t-r-i-b-e against alabama we kind of went back another time uh last year and had a very similar special report and look who's going back to alabama flying there and like 16 days or something, 17 days. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those trips where there's some things that are kind of nice because it's a lot of driving, which most people hate. I don't mind driving so much because uh, I don't get to do it in my day-to-day life. But it's just every day it's a lot. Um, you know, because these are things where it's like you you wake up, you drive hour to three hours you work you drive another hour to three hours and that's just how the trip goes it's not like i'm not punishing myself it's just what it is and of course you get to do it in alabama which hey i'll take the 50s in uh, late january compared to what it's usually like here in chicago but there's just not much to do or see not a lot of like oh yeah we got to stop here not a ton of great nature i'm not going to absolutely i'm not going to sit here and completely shit on like deep south nature because uh, there's more if you know where to look for it. Um, but, you know, it's not sweeping vistas. It's like this was a cool Civil War cemetery deep in this forest, which I saw a couple times go in the Talladega National Forest when I was there. So it's just like, I don't know. Is The first time I went, I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. The second time I went, I was like, eh, I've seen this. So I don't even know what the third time's going to be. It's dry January, so I can't even drink my sorrows away. Uh, we did our first ever, I believe, Winter Olympics preview on this show because the previous Winter Olympics were in 2018, which would have been right when we were getting going on the Beantown podcast, probably happened, you know, five, six episodes in. So we previewed those different events, the luge, the skeleton, the uh, biathlon, one of my favorite events. And uh, we've got the what 2026 Winter Olympics Let's see. Can I remember? So 24 summer is going to be Paris. 26 is, oh man, is it another like 
China, Russia, Korea kind of place. I don't remember. 2026 Olympics. It is in Milan. Is that right? I don't know if I knew that. Huh. Okay. Italy. There you go. So we're going France, Italy, and then 2028 Summer Olympics, Los Angeles, which will be wild because you get 26 uh, World Cup in North America and 26 or 28 Summer Olympics are in LA. So we've got, we got some good previews coming up. Let's see. Have they announced the 2030 Winter Olympics? says, according to Wikipedia, the host city is initially set to be elected in twenty uh, in twenty twenty three, but they're not no longer working towards a host. But you figure they got to come up with that eventually. Uh, right at the end of January, looks like uh, kind of hard to tell. Oh no, this was early uh, mid February. I got I had in hindsight one of the greatest like back to back concert things of all time. I don't remember if they were, they were like two nights apart maybe or just one night apart. I can't remember. First, we saw the War on Drugs who has in the last year developed into like a top five band for me. And to think I only knew like one or two of their tunes probably this time a year ago uh, is just crazy to me. I absolutely love them. I think they're fantastic. So Rachel and I saw War on Drugs uh, at the Chicago Theater and then I by myself finally fulfilled a lifelong dream. I finally got to see Elton uh, at the United Center. Uh, just out of sheer chance, Rachel was busy doing something. She was out of, you know, a- away from the city or something. I don't remember. And so um, I just randomly, like, learned that Elton was playing at the United Center for two nights. And I got, I think I, you know, got a nosebleed ticket for, like, 75 bucks or something. It was amazing. Especially since he's more or less done. He's got um, some European shows still to go, I think. But he's done in the U.S. He... He played at Dodger Stadium at the end of this past summer, and that was it. Um, moving forward, at the end of February, as we do every year, we did our fit, uh, our our annual Beantown pledge, Beantown podcast pledge drive telethon fundraiser, where we raise money for the show, and I in turn match one for one, dollar for dollar, all the proceeds to the United Way of Chicago. Um, so we're looking forward to doing that again this year. It'll be our sixth annual telethon fundraiser. Um, easily the biggest event of the late winter. And what I love about that is it kind of carries us right into early March to mid-March, which is low-key like one of my favorite times of year. There's – you get – I mean, March is just amazing. You get a, a viewing of The Fugitive, an annual viewing of The Fugitive, number one priority. You get my birthday, which I'm not a huge birthday guy, but – who doesn't, you know, want to get a, a, you know, text or something from a friend you haven't talked to in a while, you know, and you get to have, you know, have a quick text exchange and it's just, you know, lifts your spirits a little bit. Usually there's a cupcake involved or, or something like that. Maybe a free Starbucks drink. I got to get on the app this year so I can get my free Starbucks drink. You get St. Patrick's Day, which in Chicago is just a huge deal. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, do I get really hung over from it usually? Yes, but it's still fun. You get, um, and then you get March Madness is usually happening right as, uh, like right, you know, selection Sunday, like conference titles, conference championships is usually right around St. Patrick's Day in the city. And then, uh, you know, you get the Oscars, you get the, uh, Shamrock Shuffle, which I finally got to run, broke my, uh, I, 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 uh, 
exercised my demons this past year. I tried to run the Shamrock Shuffle multiple times and failed, uh, not because I can't run five miles, but because I had been shammed by the system. Got finally got to run the Shamrock Shuffle this past year, which was fun, uh, and that's all like March. And it's not like, oh, spring in Chicago, it's 70 degrees and sunny. Um, it's usually still wintry and not super fun to be outside, but you gotta, you've had such a long winter, the days finally get longer, you can drink, it's a good time. You get into April and you have our taxes special with dear friend of the show, Matthew Fiedler. Every once in a while, I, it'll just pop into my head the fact that we ran a, a podcast of our own called the White Noise Podcast all the way back in, gosh, probably like 2019. You can still find those episodes uh, wherever uh, pot you know you get your podcast, and I would one hundred percent not be opposed to reviving that. I've got the time. Uh, Matt did all the tech work. Thank you, Matt. Um, so we'd love to get that going again. But Matt joins us every year for our taxes special. We we brought Easter to a whole new level this past year in year five of the Bean Town Podcast. We did our ten plagues of Egypt power rankings, which really was like the apex of the show combining power rankings which we're known for with our uh religious criticism which we're known for as well that was a fun show that's one i i have not listened to probably more than zero or one times but that's one of those like put it in the hall of fame kind of episodes from what i recall uh we broke down winnie the pooh gender identities which I I don't remember doing, but it sounds like a fascinating episode. I'd go back and listen to that. I think that the key ones we were honing in on were Rabbit and Piglet. Not uh, It's unclear. And probably the little kangaroo, too. I'm not, you know, I'm not taking a stance anyway on it. I just think it's interesting. Uh, we introduced in uh, late April, right around the time of the NFL draft, our Right on Cue segment, which, uh, you know, for a couple episodes was the hot new thing. And now it pops up uh, sparingly here on the show. It really is uh, how much time do I put into preparation because it takes at least three or four minutes to record the segment uh, and then get that, you know, going on each episode, but right on cue, a fun little thing. It's got its own section on our website. Now, then we did another, you know, kind of like our pot, our, our taxes special or our uh, pledge drive telethon fundraiser special or Halloween spectacular or Easter show. Uh, one of the fan favorites. I love doing it every year and I have not thought about it at all for, uh, 2023. And I got to pull up my notes app here, see if I can, um, you know, find what it was for 2022, but our top 10 horse names, uh, if you're curious, we went, uh, from 10 to one, I'm pretty sure this is 2022. Yeah. So, uh, I'll just give them to you in order 10 to one here, uh, triple pump, Chimkin express drive shaft, Silfco, Moana Lua Valley, Shrek's epiphany, <laughs> midge spawn, stink, stink, stunk, Epistrophe and flamingo phlebotomy, both starting with PH, and our all time. So we now we now have you know five years of Bean Town, five number one horse names uh, from 2018 and uh, into the the you know present. We went Episcopalian, Pentateuch, Irregardless, Intensive Purposes, and Flamingo Phlebotomy. So those are your horse names. That's one of my favorite shows every year. It really does allow you to be creative. Um, we get the fan vote going to get, you know, fan submissions and stuff. You can email us beantownpodcastyahoo.com. So really fun. Uh, we did our one direction power rankings. Uh, probably Zane was number one or maybe Louis Tomlinson. Then things got really just 
terrible uh, in my personal life with the end of that apartment when I lived on Diversity Parkway. Um, I would be, you know, basically to sum it all up, entrance without, you know, warning, knocking, just, man, that was terrible. Really bad for my mental health. I, I like to consider myself a very just kind of laid back, neutral, not, you know, outwardly anxious, able to handle anything kind of person. But man, when you, when you got like come out of the shower and there's just like people touring your apartment, like that's not, it's not fun. That actually something similar happened to some dear friends of ours, uh, a very similar situation just like two or three months ago. And and man, it's just, man, some of the landlords here really suck. You're supposed to, it's 48 hours. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's in the lease. It's really straightforward stuff. Anyways, I don't want to dwell on that. I got to go to um, to Milwaukee with dear friend of the show, Sam Anderson, my former roommate. We saw a Brewers game, and wouldn't you believe it, the after show was Vanilla Ice, Rob Bass, uh, the guy from Naughty by Nature, if that's Rob Bass. I think, no, Naughty by Nature is someone else. I can't remember what he's called. Anyways, wild concert. A lot of white people. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and just wild stuff. Um, the uh, crazy apartment I lived in last year was that that whole stuff was capped when I moved to our current place, which has been a really solid place. But man, moving there was one of the worst days of my life. Basically, if you recall, I had to be out on the 31st, couldn't get in until the 1st. Movers didn't show up until like 11 p.m. Uh, just really awful. Don't want to relive that. Don't need to. Moving forward, as we really got into the hottest part of summer, we did some Tom Cruise movies, power rankings. We talked about the Crazy Horse Monument embarrassment. Um, I don't know if we talked about this much on the show, but uh, I had that crazy incident at the lake where I almost broke my finger. Um, Is that completely healed? Yeah. Yeah, you can't even really notice that. If you... If you never knew there was a scar, you'd never know something was different. I guess, you know, you can look at it and be like, oh, that looks a little funky. Um, but, I don't know, creases and crevices and fingers are weird and stuff. Uh, we did a taxpayer rant and some July 6th trivia. Always a big fan of trivia on the show. Um, we Then we came kind of the uh, the centerpiece of Beantown Podcast year five, if you will. We did our longest ever kind of multi-week segment. We don't typically do multi-week segments on the show here, but in honor of Rachel and my trip to Hawaii, my 50th state, delayed two and a half years, we did our U.S. state's power rankings, and there were five parts. So we did more or less, on average, 10 states each part, going from worst to best. Uh, I don't know if I have it handy, Um which uh, sort of how the states went. I My problem is I have my notes app on my phone and then I have my Google Docs app on my phone. And um, it, I don't do a good job of keeping track of which one is where. Okay, here we go. So if you, it just if you're curious, the bottom five were Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, and South Carolina. And then the top, let's just do top 10. From 10 to 1, we did Alaska, Pennsylvania, New York, Illinois, Colorado, California, Michigan, Washington, Hawaii, and Minnesota in the top spot. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it really got to kind of leverage not only my my like geographic knowledge, um, which 
could be better or worse than Lloyd's. I don't know. I think I placed better than him, but who knows? Um, but I also got to leverage, you know, my knowledge of just the trips I've taken to those places. And let's see, I'm just thinking right off the top of my head, the, the place states where I've spent the most time, Illinois, Maryland, two states I've lived in, and then probably Wisconsin and Minnesota would be after that. And then the states I've spent the least time in, maybe more interesting, I think number one is New Mexico. But New Mexico and Mississippi are kind of a close no, New Mexico would be number one because I was there for like three hours in Santa Fe. Mississippi, I've been to maybe two or three times. A nice little family diner in Olive Branch, Mississippi, near Tupelo, uh, or excuse me, near um, uh, Grace Graceland, not Tupelo. I don't know exactly where Tupelo is in Mississippi, but would go there a couple times when I'd work in Tennessee for a, you know, you get just a 4,000 calories worth of breakfast for for like seven bucks and they throw in the coffee for free uh, other than that probably arkansas would be high up there in terms of least time spent and then i suppose like you know your your north dakotas your nebraskas your yeah i mean like north dakota nebraska states of that nature are mostly states where i've just kind of driven through and never really done anything else um, even like in North Carolina, I don't recall spending much time there outside of the Charlotte airport and, uh, one or two other trips. So anyways, we did those power rankings. It was a whole lot of fun that got us into kind of late summer transitioning into fall here. We did our fantasy football and NFL preview and it was, uh, well, we mentioned it earlier in the show, fantasy football is still kind of, uh, we don't know what's going to happen with these champions. Could be Walt, could be Steve. One thing I know for sure, it's not me. We did uh, the biggest ripoffs in America, and I couldn't even remember to tell you what made that list, but I'm sure I could come up with a fresh one if I had to. Then Asphalt Meadows by Death Cab for Cutie. I think their 10th studio album came out in September. I remember listening to it for the first time. It came out on a, a, a Friday, and I actually, believe it or not, I was working from home, but I had to work an event starting at 5 a.m. or 5.30, whatever, and uh, a virtual event where you're basically just like in your Zoom room waiting to see if someone comes. So that gave me the opportunity to sit on the couch and listen to Asphalt Meadows, and I was blown away. Still love it. Uh, one of my favorite albums I've ever listened to from beginning to end. Then we uh, we did some good trivia, which you know, what are the longest interstates in America? And I got to meet one of my heroes, Guillermo Rodriguez from the Jimmy Kimmel show. So we talked to you through that. We spent some time in uh, on the road doing some recruiting. Nice to have a full recruitment season back. We came to you live from Minneapolis, which was a good time. We did our top 10 songs about work, things like She Works Hard for the Money, uh, Working for a Living, Working in a coal mine, so some good stuff there. Then I, you know, we were in New York City, and uh, there's just a lot of hype about Balto. He's got his own statue, his own feature film. So I said, you know what, we got to give some tribute to Togo. And apparently, there's a Willem Dafoe movie on Disney Plus they did about Togo. Willem Dafoe, I should mention, uh, clarify, does not play Togo. I think they got a, you know, a canine actor or something, but had to give some some love to Togo. We did an episode in uh, 
in uh, late October, of course, our 250th episode and our Halloween Spooktacular. That one's definitely live streamed. A lot of fun, a lot of scares, a lot of spooks, but at the end of the day, a lot of love. Then we did our tribute to our veterans and our veterinarians and our potential crossovers between those two. Then we previewed Way of Wata, which I still have not seen. Uh, It's just, you know, every day you think maybe this will be the day I see Way of Wata. Then you say, well, when do I have a four-hour block? And things get a little bit more complicated. Then we talked about the Vikings versus Bills, which, look, however this Vikings season ends, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be over after next week, that Vikings-Bills game was one of the most just insane, unbelievable games I've ever seen in my lifetime. And then, of course, you got Vikings-Colts three weeks, four weeks later or whatever. Um, just wild stuff, man. Of course, the Vikings won. We did our Thanksgiving special. I was thankful for Beantown. We did our 2022 Beantown Podcast Holiday Gift-Giving Guide. We did our top five favorite hams and our Saga Tuck uh, recap, which is one of the greatest trips. And then our, uh, we, uh, did our Christmas special for year five. And then last week's hangover episode, thank God for dry January. And next thing you know, boom, boom, boom. It's our year five recap, which is what you've listened to for the last 53 minutes. And we will be debuting year six of the Beantown podcast live on air next week. Who knows what we're going to be talking about? Who knows what fun, crazy new segments are happening? I think we got to get Rachel on more. She's got some good book reviews. She could talk, you know, pop culture, Bravo, Wordle Live. There's a lot of stuff we could do with it. So recap the Jeopardy games from this week because we watch it every night. So that's that's my fingers crossed what we're trying to do next year, in addition to many other things. But you know we're going to have another Pledge Drive special. You know we're going to have a taxes show. We're going to have a, a fantasy football preview. We're going to have you know St. Paddy's Day nonsense. There's so much coming up on the Beantown Podcast year six. And I just got to take the second to say thank you to all the fans. I don't know who the 88 people are you know who are listening to my just – awful ass hangover podcast last week but there's 88 of you i gotta thank and i gotta of course because i've i've kind of neglected in the last month or so i don't remember why it fell off the wayside but of course i gotta say hello to our friends in pakistan the world may have turned their backs in you but not quinn david Ferns presents the bean tom podcast hello to our friends in pakistan karachi hyderabad uh kyber pass wherever you are listening from however you get this broadcast spotify Castbox, player fm Apple, iTunes, Google Play Store, whatever. Hello to you in Pakistan and across the world, because this is an international show. Not only are we one of the top 500 podcasts in Chicago, we're one of the top podcasts in general uh, in the hearts and minds of, I think, the human race. And I thank you for supporting our show. And you all are great. You can always email us. You know how to reach us. But one final time, Podcast at yahoo.com. Excuse me. That's Beantown Beaten Podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whoa. Big gulp with a vengeance at yahoo.com. That's what I got for you. Same intro music, same outro music. I thought about doing some live music today, but then I just said no. So you can always go, go to my YouTube channel. There's a ton of stuff there. Okay, you can listen to some Chopin, some Joplin. My Instagram's got some of that stuff too. Uh, other stuff. So if you're bored, first, I would say go see Way of Wata. But two, 
Once you cross that off your list, then you can go read that. That's what I got for you. Um, I'm reading Blood Meridian right now, which I've never read before. We'll see how it goes. Never read Cormac McCarthy. Kind of hard to read, but I'm doing my best. I'm trying to stay honed in. I'm trying to stay focused so I know what's happening with the kid and Judge Holden and Judge Reinhold and all your all your favorite characters, and uh, we'll see how it goes. That's really what I got for you now because our laptop is dying just like our listenership. Guys, that's five years of the Beantown Podcast, and we'll be coming to you live next week with a fresh new season, a fresh new year, new Beantown, new me. My name is Quinn David Furness. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get some outro music queued up here. I'll check in on you. Uh, Stay safe, stay sane, and I'll check in on you next time. Bye.